All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here. My name is Corey Burkhead. I'm one of the pastors on staff here, and, and it is always a treat to get to speak to you guys. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I want to start off today with uh, two important questions. The first one being is, who here are my Monday night football fans? Show of hands. Yeah? Yeah? On the count of three, I just want everyone to shout out the name that, uh, of the team that you cheer for, okay? One, two, three. Awesome. Okay. So someone here, I'm guessing, is a Steelers fan. I'm not sure, but I think. Uh, that is, that's awesome. That's great. So you must have seen last week when here's my next important question. How many of you guys saw that halftime Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer? How awesome was that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I am a huge Star Wars cool person. Uh, not Star Wars nerd, but cool person, because uh, cool is really the, the new nerd. And, and so if you don't like Star Wars, you're just not cool. Uh, and so anyways, I, I am a huge Star Wars uh, uh, cool person. But if I'm being honest, it's not just Star Wars that I like. Uh, I like movies in general. I love movies. I, I love everything about them. Uh, Pastor Jason will occasionally make fun of me. He'll, he'll ask me, you know, oh, so you went and saw that movie, The Martian, or, or whatever it was last night. What would you think of it? And very rarely do I say, oh, it wasn't good. And so he, he's kind of learned to stop asking me because I like all movies. Um, I don't just look at a movie and say, oh, I, I didn't like it or I did like it. I usually look at, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll say, well, the cinematography was good, but the acting was okay. You know, I'm like one of those people, like, I love to, I got to dissect it. I've got to look at it, and I look at it in all these other areas and all these other realms, and I, and I like to just look at movies, and, and I love all kinds of movies. I love sci-fi. That's probably my favorite. I love uh, action and adventure. I love mystery. I love uh, suspenseful movies. I love thrillers. I love uh, also, my wife hates these uh, scary movies, horror movies, like those are, those, I, and I've been really getting into some of those on Netflix lately, and, and Meredith is either going to bed earlier or just leaving the room, uh, and she, uh, she's ready for October to be over with, so we can get into Christmas movies, but uh, anyways, I, I love movies, and, and I just absolutely love it, and probably the most important thing to me with any movie is the story. The story to me is really where it's at. Like, okay, what is this movie about? Like, you can have bad special effects, and you can even sometimes have, you know, not so good acting, but if the story is good, then, then that's, that's where I, I'm kind of like, all right, it was good. Like, I enjoyed it. I was entertained by it. And if I'm being even more specific, though, when it comes to stories, what's most important to me is a good ending. A movie always has to have in my opinion, uh, the perfect ending. It's got to have a good ending. It's got to have an ending that is uplifting. I don't like movies with bad endings. And when I say bad, I mean like sad endings. I just don't like movies with sad endings. And when I was thinking about this message and I was thinking about, okay, movies that had uh, bad endings or sad endings, the movie Marley and Me just went straight to my brain. How many of you have ever seen Marley and Me? Yeah? If you haven't seen it, I'm about to spoil it for you, Okay. All right, when that movie was uh, coming out in theaters, when it was being shown on trailers on TV, I knew instantly, the dog dies. And I was like, I'm not going to go see this movie. And, and I remember Meredith, for whatever reason, she really wanted to see Marley and me. And she's like, the dog's so cute. It's so adorable. Don't you want to go see it? I'm like, no, no, because listen, let me tell you what's going to happen, babe. We're going to go see this movie, we're going to fall in love with this dog, and then they're going to rip our heart out. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't want to go and put myself through that. 
And so what happened was we never went and saw it in the theaters. Uh, she, uh, at the time, I was living with my parents. And one day, Meredith, she, she came over to my house, and uh, she brought the DVD. And she's, like, saying, oh, can we please watch it? Look how adorable the puppy is. Look how cute the dog is. Can we please, please, please watch it? And I'm saying, no, I don't want to watch it. She didn't hear me say that because she still put it in the DVD player. And she shoved it on in, and then the next thing I know, I'm spending two hours watching this movie about this dog. And let me just go ahead and say, I fell in love with the dog. The dog and I, I'm pretty sure we're best friends for a little bit there. Uh, I had some memories with that dog. And then an hour and 50 minutes into it, the dog dies. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is why I didn't want to watch this. And, and it was so funny because we're, I'm sitting on the couch and Meredith's laying down over here. And I can just hear her. She's like, <laughs> And she's like, aren't you sad? And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I am not going to cry right now. I am not going to cry. And she looks up at me, and she's just got, you know, tears coming down her face. Her makeup's running. She's like, don't you have any emotions or anything about this? And it was really ugly. I, I, guys, you know what I'm talking about, that angry cry. I'm like, yes, okay. I am so sad right now. And I'm just like bawling my eyes out. And she's just like giving me a hug. And we're having this emotional moment right now over this dog that's on the screen. And, and it was just nuts. Like, like that movie to me is the worst ending of all time. I just cannot stand it. Uh, I, and the thing was, the, the dog didn't even die by like getting hit by a car. The dog just got sick and they, they had to put the dog down, which, you know, I, didn't, I don't know if Meredith knew this at the time. She did. It was pretty sick. But uh, a year before that, my dog died, and we had to do the exact same thing. And I'm like, this is the worst. Because to me, like, movies are a way to escape reality. But there are other movies out there with also bad endings that I'm just not too thrilled about. One of them that I like to make fun of a, a lot is A Walk to Remember. Okay? Again, I'm going to give some spoilers today. This movie is about a guy falling in love uh, with a girl just for her to die. I like to joke around and call it a walk to forget because I don't even like the idea of trying to see that movie. Nothing about that sounds entertaining. Uh, more recent, The Fault in Our Stars uh, is really the fault in a story because <laughs> it's about a couple that uh, falls in love with each other. Uh, this time the guy dies and you're left assuming the girl dies too. And it's just like, wh why do people get entertained by these movies? Like, why are they happy about these movies? Like, why are they excited about them? Like, I like movies because they are a way for me to escape reality. That's why, like, I'm a really big sci-fi guy. Like, I love watching science fiction movies. They're a way to escape reality, because the truth is, is, in reality, we already know this. We're not guaranteed the happy ending. In reality, we have unfortunate things happen. In reality, yes, relationships don't work out. In reality, yes, dogs die. In, re in reality, yes, you know what, people get sick. And for me, just me personally, like, I feel like I got enough reality around me that I just like to sometimes pop in a movie and escape a little bit. But we know that we can't always do that. Movies, unfortunately, don't always end the way we want them to. In reality, couples get married, you know, try to have kids, and, and you know what? They go through miscarriages. In reality, you know, we aren't guaranteed to always have that, that perfect ending. In reality, the guy doesn't always get the girl have you ever wished you could escape the reality of your life? Have you ever wished you could escape the, the, the circumstances that you are in right now? Have you ever begged and pleaded for Jesus to allow circumstances to unfold one way just for them to end the worst way? 
It's not that fun. Maybe you asked Jesus to save your marriage, but instead things just got worse. Or maybe you asked Jesus to help you uh, be provided with more income, and instead you got demoted or even lost your job. And things ended that way. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a couple, or, or maybe you're not even a couple. Maybe you're just trying, like you find yourself dating constantly, and every relationship is ending the worst way. And all you want is that perfect ending that other people get to have. That the people that you see on Facebook are getting all these likes because, you know what, they either got engaged, got married, or they're having kids, or, or whatever. Like, you want that moment too, but it seems like everything is against you, and reality is constantly slapping you in the face, saying, no, you can't have that. No, you don't get to have that ending. No, it's not going to happen. I'd be willing to bet there are plenty of us right now going through something like this or maybe you can think of a time in your life where you know something ended badly today before we go any further I want you to know something right now your story is not over so many of us I believe think that you know what because something ended this way it's done It's finished. That part of my life, I need to go ahead and get away from. I need to put it behind me. I need to move forward. I need to move on because this ended this way. There's no change in it. There's no fixing it. There's no going back. It's over. That was the end to that story. And while it didn't end perfectly, I just have to accept it. Listen, I want you to know right now, you might think that that story is over, but I'm here today to tell you that it isn't. And while that may seem ridiculous sounding, while you may say, Corey, uh, don't do this to me. I've already accepted the way life is for me. I've already accepted that I'm not going to get to have the ending in this area that everyone else gets to have. I've accepted that. Please don't try and give me hope today. Listen, I'm telling you right now, my goal today is to convince you otherwise. My goal today is to give you hope and show you that the best is yet to come, that your story is not over. Even though it might seem like, listen, Court, you don't know my story. Trust me, there is no other way. There is no coming back. There is nothing that can be done. It's over. I'm here today to tell you that it isn't and that you can have that perfect ending. You can have that, that ending that you want so bad that you've been praying to Jesus. You can have it. And Jesus wants to give it to us. That's the incredible part about it. We serve a God who wants us to have the perfect ending. Our, our God, as the Bible refers to it, is our, he's the author. He's the perfecter. He's the writer of our lives. And he's saying, listen, I have an ending for you that you have yet to realize, that you can't even imagine. Your story is not over because I am still writing it. And you'd have no idea where I'm going to take you. You have no idea what I'm going to bring to you. And so today, what I want us to do is I want us to walk out of here with a little bit more hope. Hope and belief that, you know what, that, you know what, Jesus, Jesus, even though he's written my story, and even though right now my story, things aren't looking up, he's not done with me. He's not done with this. He's not done with this relationship. He's not done with this area of my life that I need him to, to work on, to that I need him to come in and fix and do something miraculous. We're going to today look at a story in the Bible. It's in John chapter 11. You can go ahead and turn there if you've got your Bible or if you've got a Bible app, you can go to that. 
But we're going to be reading in John chapter 11, all right, a story about a guy named Lazarus. And, and, and what happens is Lazarus gets sick. And his sisters, all right, go to Jesus. And what happens is, is they go to Jesus hoping that he will do one thing, but instead they don't get to have the ending that they thought they would have. They don't get to have the ending that they thought they would get. And, and we're going to look and see how they respond and look and see what Jesus does in their life. And it's, it's so incredible. I just hope that today what we can do is, as we read this story, as we go through it, we can maybe put ourselves in, in their shoes. And I really want us to realize this today, that listen, your story is not over. And guess what? You do get to have the perfect ending. And today I'm going to tell you how to do that. In John chapter 11, though, let's start with this. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick, so the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But what Jesus heard about it, he said, uh, or I'm sorry, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Right off the bat, we learn a few things here. First off, we learn that these people have a relationship with Jesus. They go to Jesus like, hey, Jesus, look, it's us, your friends. It's us, the people that we have, you know, we have this relationship, right? We've, we've got this connection. We've, you know what, Jesus, it's us, your friends, the people that you, that you hang out with, that we spend time with each other, right? Like, it's us, and, and we need you. We need you. Right off the bat, I believe that so many of us can relate to this right now, to Mary and Martha uh, sending this message to God saying, listen, hey, it's me. I'm there every Sunday. Listen, it's me. Uh, you know, I, I've been in my small group for a couple of weeks now. Hey, it's me. I'm there even when I don't want to be. I, hey, listen, it's me. I really need you right now. I really need you right now. Jesus also totally spoils the story. Did you see it? He gives away the ending. He says in John eleven four. 4, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. Spoiler alert, it won't end in death. Guess what? It's, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. The worst thing that you think can happen, listen, it's not going to end that way. And I love this because Jesus wipes away their fears and worries instantly. I mean, this is Jesus saying, don't worry. And so many times I feel like we come here on Sunday morning and we hear uh, the speaker speak. And I believe that, you know what, God speaks through me. God speaks through Pastor Jason. God speaks to the person up here. And I believe that we hear God say, listen, it's going to be okay. Finances are going to work out. You know what, your kids, that relationship with them, it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. And so we're, we're given this hope. And today I, I want to do the same for you. I, listen, today I want to tell you that, that the thing you've been worrying about most the thing you've been stressing about and worrying about and, and concerned about, it won't end the way you've been dreading it. It won't end that way. But check this out. Watch what happens in John eleven five 5 through 6. It says this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Mary and Martha send this message. They send a messenger. They write a note, send it, give this guy. He goes. It's about 20 miles away. Jesus is only 20 miles away, which back then was a day's journey. And so they send the note. It takes one day to get to Jesus. Jesus decides to wait two more days before even thinking about leaving. So now we're at three days. 
And Mary and Martha, I'm, I can only imagine what they're going through. I can only imagine the concern because, you know what, they've gotten this letter back now, and, and Jesus is saying, don't worry, it won't end in death. Don't worry, it won't end the worst way possible. And Jesus is taking his time. It's like Jesus is in no rush. And, and I think about it, and I think about the times in my life, and maybe you've been there before. Have you ever needed Jesus right now just for it to seem like he's taking too long? Like he's moving slow, like things aren't happening quick enough. Like he's maybe taking his sweet time. And while your patience is running thin, you just keep reminding yourself, don't worry. Jesus said it wouldn't end that way. Don't worry. It won't end the worst way possible. Jesus is coming and he'll fix it. That's what Mary and Martha, are. I, I, I'm assuming they're thinking at this point. But watch what happens in this story. John eleven seventeen it says this, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Right now, Mary and Martha are where so many of us are right now. They're, they're standing right here and they're saying, you know what? That's it. The story's over. And the worst part is, is we had our hopes up and it ended the worst way possible, even after Jesus said it wouldn't. Even after Jesus told us that it wouldn't end in death, he is dead. He's in his grave. And, and I, I want you to think about this for a second. Martha and Mary, so they sent it and it took a day for it to get to Jesus. Two days go by, okay, but Jesus sent that letter back. So on day two, all right, day two, if you're following this, all right, Lazarus has already been dead for two days, and they get a note back from Jesus saying, don't worry, he's not going to die. So many of you are looking at me like that right now. Like, Corey, you're telling me my story's not over. Trust me, this past week, it's over. After I lost my job on Wednesday, trust me, it's over. We filed for divorce two weeks ago. It's over. And you're telling me that it won't end this way? You're telling me that there's hope? You're telling me that I shouldn't be concerned? I get it because I've been there. I've been there where, you know what, it's kind of hard to believe and have that kind of hope because, you know what, you're looking at your story, you're looking at your situation, you're looking at these circumstances in your life, and reality is setting in that you're not going to get to have that perfect ending. And somehow people around you are trying to tell you, oh, no, it can still end in a good way, but it's already ended the worst way. And Mary and Martha are right there. They're going through this. Jesus shows up four days after he died. Four days after he died. After already telling them, listen, it won't end that way. Naturally, you would think that the story is over, and there's nothing that can be done, but watch what happens next. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. 
Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Now, I've heard people say before that Jesus was angry because of how upset they were. Jesus was angry because of how little faith they had. But I believe that Jesus is angry at death, at the situation, at what death has over them. Death has this fear over all of us, this, 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 this idea that, you know what, death is the end of the story. This idea that death is, you know what, death is this thing that keeps us from our loved ones forever. This idea that, you know what, death has came in and it's, it's, it causes us to hurt and be upset. And, and Jesus hates the fact that death does this to us. Jesus says this. He says, where have you put him, he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. Jesus wept. When you, when you look at the translation, it boils down to this. Jesus was wailing in tears. Everyone is crying. Everyone is mourning, but Jesus wept. And this isn't kind of like a, this is like a, oh my gosh. This is terrible. And I want you to know this right now because I think, I know me personally, sometimes I'm upset about things. And I think that Jesus is kind of like, man, why are you so upset? It's going to be okay. Don't be so upset. But Jesus is right there with us and he's just as upset. He hurts when we hurt. He cries when we cry. And here's the thing that we learn from this. Sometimes he's even more upset than we are about the current situation. Even Jesus is more upset than we are sometimes at the current situation we are in. It says this, it says, uh, they told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The, the people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But then some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across uh, its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you? that you would see God's glory if you believe. So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave cloths, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him. And let him go. Now that is the perfect ending. Am I right? Let's give it up for God right there. That is incredible. That is the perfect ending. That so many of us want to experience. That so many of us want to have. And the best part about it 
is that this is no story. This is not a parable. This is not an analogy. This actually happened. This is an historical event. This was Martha and Mary's reality, and it can be ours too. So many of us think, oh, that's great. Back to life, back to reality, and here we are. Things are just as bad as they were as before I started reading my Bible. It's just as bad as before, as before I came into church today. Reality is still here, and things are just as bad as they were. Perhaps you think your story is over. I said earlier that it's not, and I mean it. Maybe you called for Jesus to come in and do something in your life, and you feel like it's too late. It's over. There's no chance. There's no way possible. Mary and Martha were where so many of us are today. Just when they thought their story was over, Jesus came in and did something they never could have imagined. And here's the best part about it. He can do the same thing for us. Our story, I'm telling you today that no matter where it is, no matter what the circumstances are, the story isn't over, and you can also have this perfect ending. How, Corey? How do I get to have this? How do I get to have what Mary and Martha have? How do I get to have the ending that I so desperately need? How? Today, I'm going to give you three things to do in order to see Jesus do something greater than what you could ever imagine in your life. All right, and the first thing is this. The first thing we have to do when circumstances, just when we think our story is over, is we have to know how to respond. We have to know how to respond. And if you've got a pen and paper or notes, I really want you to take these notes down because this right here will be life-changing for you. You have to know how to respond. In John eleven twenty, 20, it said that when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Mary didn't want anything to do with Jesus. She didn't want to see Jesus. She was too upset. And, and, and I get that. Can I be honest with you for a second? As one of the pastors on staff here, I, as a human being, get upset sometimes about things going on in my life, so much so that I, too, don't want to be here sometimes. I've, I've had to sometimes drag myself to church and, and, you know what, try and worship and try and receive the message, even though everything around me is falling apart, even though everything that I was promised wouldn't happen, happened. Martha knew, though, something differently. Martha knew that, listen, I'm upset, but I know that it's better to be upset with Jesus than without him. I know it's better to be angry about the situation in my life with Jesus than angry about the situation in my life without him. And I remember I I was told something when I was in youth group a long time ago. The, The speaker said, listen, the day that you least want to be in church is the day you most need to be in church. And the, least, the last thing that, that Mary wanted to do was go see Jesus. Martha went to Jesus, and here's the thing. Martha went to Jesus, and, and you know what? She was kind of like, listen, if you had been here, things would have been different. But Martha had this hope inside of her because she said this. She said, listen, but I know now that whatever you ask of God, Jesus, whatever you ask of God, he'll, he'll give you. He'll do through you. And I don't think she said that kind of like a wink-wink, like, hey, raise him from the dead, because I don't think she realized what she was asking for right there. I think maybe she was hoping that Jesus could do a miracle to comfort them by providing some sort of food or meal or, or, or something. I don't know, something to give them hope that day. Little did she know how big of a miracle she was going to have coming. And it's all, though, check this out. It's all because she ran towards Jesus that she got to have this conversation with him that we're moving on to. The the second thing we have to do is we have to remember who Jesus is. 
We have to remember who Jesus is. Jesus said to, to Martha, listen, you know that he's going to rise again, don't you? And she's like, yeah, I, I know. I know the Bible says that there's going to be a, a resurrection. And we'll, we'll all be raised from the dead. And then Jesus says something to her. It says right here in, in John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus told her, listen, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? And Jesus is saying, what he's saying here is, listen, the resurrection isn't an event. It's a person, and I am him. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the very thing that can resurrect the situation that's going on right now in your life. I am what can resurrect your marriage. I am what can resurrect that hope and that faith that you so desperately need right now in this time of your life. I am the resurrection. I can breathe life into, uh, into your career, your job. Maybe you're saying, you know what, I've lost passion or, or my desire to work at this place is no longer there. It's dead. But Jesus is saying, no, listen, I can breathe life into you. I can bring this back again. Because listen, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Jesus says right here, if you have a relationship with me, death isn't the end. It's just a little part in your story. And the end really involves me coming back and you being raised from the dead. That's the ending you have to look forward to. That's the ending that's coming your way. And he says this, and it's a question that all of us need to ask ourselves is, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus can do something in your life even right now? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he can restore and resurrect and breathe life into, into the current situations that you're facing right now? The third and final thing we must do is this. We must do what Jesus says. In John eleven thirty nine. 39, Jesus said, roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Even after she said that, I believe you are the resurrection, even though I believe that you can do anything, that, that even if you ask God that, you know what, he would do something uh, right now, it's Martha that's protesting. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. And like, like Martha right here, so many of us, I believe, have this cynical mindset sometimes. Corey, this is great what you're saying, but you don't understand, like, it's not going to be that simple. It's not going to be that easy. Some of you need a, a huge miracle right now in your marriage. And Jesus is saying, listen, you need to move this stone. You need to, you know what, talk about some things. You need to confess some things. And we're saying, don't you know how bad that's going to be? Don't you know how terrible that is going to be? Do you know how much fighting that is going to cause? Do you know how much arguing we're going to have tonight? Martha had no idea the miracle that Jesus had waiting for her in that tomb. And I'm telling you right now, if you move the stone that's in your life, this stone that whatever it is, maybe you're afraid of, maybe you're afraid to go uh, into work and, and you know what? push a little harder. Maybe you're afraid to, you know what, go to your spouse and tell them about some things that have been on your heart lately that you haven't been brave enough to share. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're too scared. Maybe you're tired of trying to have kids and you are so tired of, of taking that pregnancy test and it's showing up negative. You're just tired of it. 
Jesus is saying, listen, I want you to do it anyways because you have no idea the miracle that is waiting. You have no idea the big event in your life that is going to come out of this situation. And here's what I've learned. Because I've thought about my own life and I've thought, I've asked myself, Corey, have you done these three things? Not always, but when I have, I've, I believe this to be true. As long as Jesus is with me, my story will end with victory. As long as Jesus is with me, my story will end in victory. When you have Jesus in your life, spoiler alert, you are guaranteed to win in the end. You are guaranteed to live, to survive, to persevere, to have hope, to resurrect. Your marriage, when you have Jesus in it, you are guaranteeing your marriage to last. It won't be perfect. I'm not saying it won't be hard, but it will last. There's so many other things that we could apply this to. These three things, if we would just respond a little differently, if we would remember who Jesus is, and if we did everything he said, just what would our lives look like? What would our stories look like? How would they end differently? Mary and Martha, they were 100% sure the story was over. But Jesus said, listen, it's not over until I say it's over. And I say it's over when you win, when you have victory. That's what Jesus says. And he wants you to know that today too. He wants you to know that right now, even though you think, even though you know that the worst thing happened, I'm telling you, you haven't seen the best thing happen yet though. But it can. Let's pray.